In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. Yeah, today that's flipped around a little bit. This is Mike's day. Yeah, not really. I don't think so. You have, it was it was my idea for the topic, but you have tons of ideas as far as this. You've got a lot of input that you're going to be able to provide. Oh, he's hopeful today, ladies and gentlemen. I can tell. I can tell by that tone in his voice that he's just hopeful that I actually <laughs> do have something to say. I know you uh, If you haven't ever listened to the show before, well, I probably, I I'm known to have an opinion, that's for sure. Uh, uh, one thing that I, I want to correct about the intro, and I'll do that in just a moment, but first, if you've never listened to the show, this is Social Media Edge Radio. We've been around since 2008, just like the intro said. Took a little hiatus, but uh, other than that, we've been on. We've got uh, a couple hundred, maybe 300 episodes that are all available on iTunes. Some of them we may not be super proud of. <laughs> Uh, just because that's the way it goes. But, uh, yeah, I'm Ken Cook. Say hi, Mike Mueller. I'm Mike Mueller. There he is, Mike Mueller. Uh, the thing I want to correct in the intro is it says there's one true north, and we have no idea where that is. Well, that's not exactly true. We've learned a couple of tricks over the years, and we, we – pretty much do know where north is and that's why we hope that you've turned in today tuned in i'm adding letters to words so uh be patient with me <laughs> but uh we hope you've tuned in today for that purpose what's going on mike mueller have you had mike is a he's an avid blogger but he's also an avid cyclist both types yeah all types i guess you could say that no engine engine uh and he will from time to time post something uh on social media usually every day about uh <laughs> about one or, or the other <laughs> or motorcycles that's right and we yeah. were just talking before the show began about gopros so he has a lot of video there as well but we're going to we're going to discuss something a little bit different today and as mike brought up earlier he came up with the idea uh and i think it's a great one we've talked about this a few times over the years, but I think today we'll have a little bit more of a focus on it. And it's a question that, uh, you know, Mike, I used to travel a lot like you uh, did. I think you still travel more than I do and go out and do these events for realtors and, and for the uh, chambers of commerce. And one of the questions that people ask regularly, if you have a website or you have a blog that you write on regularly, mm -hmm. what do you write? Well, I thought I'd ask him a question before that. Who are you writing to? And that's your topic today is who to write to and what to write. So how did you come up with that idea? Why did you think that's a good topic? Ooh, wow. Hey, um, your audio is breaking up a, a whole lot. So um, fix ask that me. if you could. Yeah, 
there you go. Mm. Um, yeah, and and that comes up. I mean, it really does. It comes up. Uh, it's not just when I go and I speak at conferences or what have you. It comes up uh, in you know people email. You know, I build websites. So when I'm building a website, one of the questions I ask is, who is your audience? Who are you? You know, why are we building this website? And I ask a whole series of questions about that. And some people go, well, they have a very defined, some people have a very defined, here's exactly what I'm building the website for. Here's who I'm trying to attract with my website kind of thing. And other people just, no, I just want leads. You know, and and, and that's it. Um, you want leads from who? Uh, I give you 10,000 <laughs> exactly. leads in an hour from Fiverr if we spend enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is an important question is who's your who's your audience? And I think that there are some people that are listening right now that know exactly who their audience is. I'm going to use our friend Lane Bailey today because Lane is a mm-hmm. real estate agent in Gwinnett County, uh, which for those of you that remember Retso, that was the home of Retso is uh, Gwinnett County. And Lane bills himself as the realtor for car guys. And he has a uh, a blog called Garage with Attached Home, <laughs> so, and, and Garage Homes USA. So that's that's is that specific enough, or is that too specific? Do you think? No, that you know what that's a that is and and that is a a uh, well identified niche. So I I think he's got his niche. He's he's picked it out he said okay this is who i want i want the car guy i want i want the guy who wants a you know a, a four car garage with a one bath one bedroom house kind of thing or you know i mean you got to you got to please the whole family so it really wouldn't be that but <laughs> he's also done it in a very public way i mean that's you know that's also that's another step is saying here is specifically this is exactly who i want kind of thing and he's done that with the title of his website and and everything about it yeah uh on the other hand we've seen over the years because we primarily have been in and around the real estate industry for many years both of us um and and serve that industry i've seen other ones too and they say you know they cover five states uh, they don't have any specific property type. Whatever you need, uh, I can get that for sure. you. What, what about those folks? Well, that's that's you know <laughs> casting a very wide net. Um, and I, I want to that that isn't necessarily that isn't going after a niche or, or what have you. Um, and right now, people are thinking they're they're going back and they're looking at their website. And they're thinking, well, my website is. You know, SunnyAcreHomes.com, um, and that's where I live. Is that general, or is that very broad-based? That isn't very well-defined niche. And I'm going to say you don't need to be. You know, it's it's the content that's on your site. It, that's what we're talking about today, uh, specifically. So you don't have to be like Lane and be broadcasting. This is my niche. You can have a generic-looking-sounding website from the front. But specifically, the content that you put on there, that's what we're talking about in uh, moving forward and attracting the right client, the perfect client for you. 
Very good. So let's take it out of the real estate industry, um, and let's talk about some of the other things that maybe our clients do. I know I have a client who is a uh, a local restaurant that does mm-hmm. catering, and we've talked about you know they want to be big on social media, they want to buy all these ads, uh, they want to uh, uh, make sure that they're getting a certain number of traffic, certain amount of traffic, but they had no idea how to begin. Well, they're in Marietta, Georgia. Marietta, Georgia has mm-hmm. a residence in the city in the city limits of about sixty-five thousand people, and countywide they're about nine hundred thousand people. So, really, for a good-sized restaurant, you know, do you need to be Shipping your catering to Arkansas if you're in Marietta, Georgia, do you, does, do you need that much reach? <laughs> That's overreaching, no, right? You know, and that you know that goes back to defining who exactly they want for their next client, um, their next customer, if you want to call it that. Um, and they don't. I'm, I'm going to say they probably don't want to. And I mean, they would just the logistics and there would just be, you know, it'd be horrible by the time it got there. You want to, in that Mm -hmm. particular case, you want to be very local. You want to, you Mm -hmm. really want to be local, but uh, it sounds like they want to knock it out of the park locally. (laughs) Locally. And they do locally. They're one of the top ones around. But uh, here's what I do when I sit down with a small business client, because that's, you know, we've had guests on that they start talking about big businesses and enterprises that may have 600 locations. That's not really our listenership. Now, what are we doing here? We're defining, we're defining our market. Uh, our listenership is primarily small business operators uh, and people that provide mm-hmm. services to small businesses. So what I do when I sit down with a small business person for the first time, uh, and it doesn't matter what their product is, the first thing that we want to define is one of two things, and that's either who we're after or where we're after. Uh, if you are creating a, a product that's going to be sold online uh, and you've got the wherewithal to have it distributed through Amazon, the where just became a lot less important. But now we got mm-hmm. the who. Uh, who are you appealing right. to? I saw this little thing. It's a it's a Christmas gift that's coming out this year, and it's a I think it's called a hatchling or something like that. Have you seen those things, Mike? No. It's an no. egg. It, it's an egg with a critter in it that hatches itself, and it actually pecks out from the inside. It's pretty interesting. Uh, obviously, that's for <laughs> eight, ten, twelve year old children. The okay. where doesn't matter. Uh, so that's a great example. But if I'm dealing with somebody that's local, that that needs to have local, like for example, a chiropractor or a uh, real estate as a real estate agent, um, maybe even a builder or a landscaper. One of the first things I want to do is look at the map. Mm-hmm. And if they start telling me that they'll drive from where I live to almost Florida, uh, you know, we need to reevaluate that. So, are these the kind of things that we need to be discussing on this topic? Is is Area, personality, uh, gender, those kind of things. Very, very much so, and that that leads us into. Um, and I'm going to use the word persona. Um, and personas, as so, in the marketing world, um, what happens in marketing is there isn't an ad campaign 
you know, Budweiser or any of the big guys that have just, you know, billion-dollar budgets. There isn't an ad campaign that goes out, whether that's a TV commercial or print or what have you, that isn't specifically built for and tested against a uh, set of personas. Not the dealer processing department regarding your vehicle's warranty. We've sent you a final warranty we got a weird sound mail letting you know the warranty on your vehicle has expired, and this is the final <laughs> courtesy call to renew the warranty oh, before the we close the file. Would you Tuesday. like to hear your <laughs> But um, it, yeah, it was a, it was definitely it was a like a voicemail, an auto dialer. Um, but as far as the personas go, what they do is they build these. Um, these personas out and they identify who they want as their ideal clients their ideal customers and specifically they're they're thinking okay well we'll start with gender we'll start with age we'll start with demographic you know all the basic demographics and then we'll get into uh, you know what this person typically would like how this person uh, would want to receive this information is also just as important you know is it an audio video text the kind of thing, um, you know, and, and so all of that goes into building a persona. So, I mean, make no mistake, when you're watching a commercial and you see a, like for me, you see a Husky going by and maybe there's a motorcycle in the background that's selling <laughs> pickup trucks, uh, mm-hmm. you just spoke to me. And you that was built for my, that was not by accident, that was built for my persona, the, the outdoorsy kind of, you know, hey, we're going to sell trucks to these guys. I get it. So how do you determine whether it is, and, and let's take it back down to the local small business person, uh, maybe they've already got a website up. Maybe they've already got a marketing campaign. How do they kind of self-audit yeah. to determine if they are, if they actually have a target and if that target is actually the correct one for them? Well, you know, I always, I always tell my clients as far as that goes, Picture just close. Just sit down, close your eyes, take some time, and picture your ideal client, who you want to work with next. Who is that perfect person that you want to work with next? And then just start writing down. And you you, you can base it off past clients. You can moving forward. You can go into somebody totally different and you know start a different persona you know i i've been working with these kind of people I, I don't really want to anymore i want to work with these kind of people and visualize all the different things like you know for instance well you could start with demographics you could start with you know all the basic demographics you could start with are they um, audio are they visual type people do they like a lot of facts and figures or do they like things simplified and, and made easy um, and then, you know, get into, you can get into, you know, all sorts of things like, you know, what kind of education have they had? What are their goals? Mm-hmm. What are their frustrations? It's a wonderful thing. Frustrations are just, you've, you've got to understand their problems and their concerns and their frustrations and all the pain points that go into this person buying your product, whatever that product is. And that's, you know, once you've, once you've got that down, now you've you've identified you've created your first persona, and now you know, hey, this is who I want to attract in my business. How do we translate that though? Uh, and you, and you're talking about really good, solid, old school marketing 
techniques, which is, I mean, you're, you're dancing around the words, fill their pain, find their pain and fill it, find their need and, and meet it. Uh, take mm-hmm. away their pain, give them, you know, you've got something that they want, make them want it more, you know, you're the only source for it, all those things. So how do we translate that? Because we're ultimately talking about social media and blogging here. Right. How do you begin to translate that? I mean, wouldn't you want to create some kind of a uh, a diagram, a flow chart, bullet points, talking points, or something like that to operate from? Yeah, if that helps you. Um, some people are, are they just get it into their mind and they get a you know mindset of this is this is who I'm going to do and this is how they want. That's the other thing is how do they want to you know get this? How do they want to receive this information in in their world? What's the best way for them? And you know, sometimes that might be you know just a simple infographic if it, if they're that kind of person. And other people, mm-hmm. you know what? Give me the whole give me the whole data chart kind of thing, the facts, the figures. The you know, there's the engineer type who wants. And in real estate, we see a whole lot of market data reports, and it, it's very funny because I I see agents producing pumping out market data reports for all their little neighborhoods and things like that and they hate working with people who are into numbers and it just <laughs> makes no sense and it's an individual agent of course but you know i talking to agents yeah i i just can't stand working he wants to know this and he wants to know that and blah 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 blah, blah. well that's who you're attracting that's what you put out there you gave him exactly what he wanted and of course he's going to use you and so, you know, you, you've got to know how they want to receive the information. That's part of creating the persona. And if it helps you to put it in, like going back to what you said, if it helps to put you in, put it into like a matrix of sorts, hey, I want to write this kind of stuff about this and, and I want to use these things, that's, you know, if, if that helps you, that's the best way to go. And I think that's a great point to, to take a break on. And when we come back, Let's talk about uh, I'm not meeting the right people. Uh, you know that uh, dating software advertisement that's on television right now. I've seen it a couple of times. And they said, well, I've tried the dating software, but I always met Mr. Wrong or whatever. So let's talk uh-huh. about meeting the, the business Mr. Wrong when we get back. Yeah. Hey, this is Mike Mueller. And in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website. And then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out allreconnected.com forward slash med for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. You're frustrated with your website, can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, 
Contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. And Mike has uh, gone to Mars or something. He's hearing robotic language out there, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Martians. Uh, So before the break, you were talking about how, uh, you know, people might, and you used an example uh, that a person might be getting someone that is not the type of person that they're really looking for. And you used the topic of uh, a numbers cruncher as a real estate buyer. Well, yeah, I guess the same thing could uh, be said of, let's say, a restaurant. You know, if you only make hamburgers and hot dogs and french fries and somebody mm-hmm. comes to your restaurant looking for a, uh, a cheese omelet, and they say, you know, I, I really expected you to have cheese omelets. Uh, something on your somewhere, I got this feeling that you would sell cheese omelets. That could be a bigger problem than not even attracting the right people if you're just getting all the wrong people, Mike. Sure, and that happens, you know, in in small business. That happens a lot. You know, people, you know, whatever, and that's, that, that's an overly dramatic uh, example as far as that goes. But this the same kind of thing um it happens you know to pretty much every small business and you just you know as far as that goes um you just got to go back and and look when that does happen okay well where did you get that how did you get that where where am i sending that message whatever that message is where am i sending that that i do that or we sell that mhm uh, good opportunity here to do a, a Google, a complex Google search, an advanced Google search, to search your name or your brand and that service or product that you don't really, that you want to call out from your uh, your offerings or perception or whatever. Uh, um, any other ideas of how to, I mean, I'm just thinking of plain old Google search. Uh, Mike Mueller egg omelets. If I find a blog that Mike Mueller wrote about egg omelets, now I know where he's getting his egg omelet customers. Sure. What else? Uh, what's another way? Yeah. Well, you know, the at the same time, you, since you have that uh, potential customer client sitting in front of you right then, right there, in whatever format that is, whether <laughs> they walk in or it's text or phone call or what have you, um, you can you know, certainly you can ask them. You know, that's a it's a great time to just say, hey. Where did you hear that we made egg omelets? Kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, that you uh, have out there. Uh, but uh, seriously, I think it's t- it's always a good time to take a look when something happens like that. To take a look at what you've written, what's been written about you. Uh, maybe even if it's um, uh, something that you no longer do. I did that not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I called some things out of my website that I just no longer offer. I no longer offer uh, mobile apps. I no longer offer um, uh, web hosting. So I, I called articles about those those out. I think there are a lot of people right. that could revisit um, what they've got. Yeah, well, I've got, for instance, I'm building a website right now. Well, I'm revamping a website uh, right now for somebody who uh, – real estate, and they moved towns, um, far away towns. They moved states. 
uh, away. And so in that instance, you can keep a lot of the old content if you if it's somewhat evergreen and not you know city specific. But if it you know states that hey you know come do business with me in in California and here you are in you know Maine, you're going to want to change that. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, you're not going to get much business in California if you live in Maine. Um, how often do you think that people should do that? Because I'm going to guess that it generally only happens when they notice it. When that person that moved to Maine from California gets a call and says, hey, I'm looking at a house uh, here on the Pacific Coast Highway, wondered if I could schedule a showing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, What's a better reminder? Or is there a time schedule, or is it really just in? Is it dependent on the the site and the person? I you know I think it's well. I mean, obviously, if you're moving from California to Maine, you're going to know. You know, there was an event that you know, triggered that. <laughs> um, you know, but at the same time, like you said, you no longer build mobile apps. Well, there's no event that uh, that's going to actually change that. And so, I think it's a constant for the most part. I think it's a constant thing that you just have to go back and. You know, start looking at your, you know, if you've got leads that are coming in and they're wrong leads like we're talking about, um, you just have to do a little self-diagnosis. Hey, where did that come from? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that page. Well, Google didn't forget about that page. Right. That's uh, that's what I've discovered about myself over the years. People will contact me and, and I'll say, where did you find that? I don't know. I saw it on the Internet somewhere. And that's when I do the advanced Google search and I find mm -hmm. it. Uh, Occasionally, yeah. I find it in strange, strange places. I used to write for a large real estate publication online, and uh, there were some dangling articles out there that I no longer had access to. So I sent a message into the editor and asked them to uh, either give me access to edit those out or, or remove them. What are some right. other? Uh, you know, we're we're running a little short on time here, but what are some other things relevant to this that people should be considering that you use in your article? And, and tell the folks about your article as well. Well, I so I, I wrote all right. So we we are going to get over it. And I I said before the show when you and I were talking, hey, I don't really want to talk about the MacBook Pro anymore, but I'm going to talk about the <laughs> MacBook Pro. Ah, here we so, go. Don't you bring up that other topic we said we weren't going to talk about? <laughs> nope. So MacBook, way back when uh, they built the MacBook, and they they found that they had looking at their demographics, they found that they had a whole lot of creative people that were using the MacBook and and they they identified a just a really large segment and that would be the coders that would be the the people who are creating images and videos and things like that and so then they came out with this thing called the MacBook Pro and of course now that's commonplace terminology as far as that goes but it was a really big game changer because it was built for the professional and it it was not built for the you know the the Starbucks type of person it was built for a professional and in that they had specifically a a persona hey this is who we want to build it for well just so you know uh the new macbook pro came out and that persona is no longer who they're going after with the new macbook pro because they took away all these important things and i don't want to get too deep into it but they took away all these important <laughs> things and so the coders and the creatives are all up in arms saying hey this is no longer for us and what's going on with you apple and that kind of thing just happened and so i wrote a post about ranting and raving about that but 
in that, kind of thought about, and, and this goes back over to my post, it, I kind of thought about, well, why did Apple do that? And it's very simple. They just pivoted, and their persona for this particular product is no longer uh, the the persona that they were that I was identifying with, you know, the coders as far as that goes, or you know, the the people who really could put all of it to work. It's a different marketplace, and so they're just actually going after a different. Uh, segment of the marketplace with this, they just changed personas. That's all they did. So I thought, oh, well, this is a great chance to actually write about this whole idea of who to write for. And so if you go over to my website, areweconnected.com, it's actually the current post, but I disguised it as not another rant about a silly laptop because it's not, <laughs> it's about personas. Very good. And, you know, one thing that I think happens early on, and I've heard some advice given this way at uh, certain seminars, webinars, uh, other things, mm -hmm. is to shop your competition and see what they're writing about. I say no. Uh, it might be okay. a little controversial, but I say, I say no. And the reason I say no is just because they wrote about it on their website doesn't mean they're mm -hmm. getting traction. And even if they are getting traction, it doesn't mean that you will get traction with it. Now, right. that said, you might want to pay attention to those topics and, and things. But I, I like um, something that I call predictive content. Uh, mm -hmm. Predictive content is pretty easy to use. We know every holiday that's coming up well in advance. Sure. We know when school's getting out. We know mm -hmm. when tax return time is, so we can kind of predict what to write about that. I love, I have a, a, a natural medicine, a, a naturopath that I, I work with, and I'm always advising him to, he has a big challenge, Mike. He, he needs to write about things that are seasonal, but he also needs to keep it evergreen. Well, we said evergreen right. three or four times. What's that, what does that mean? Well, that essentially means like, well, today, if you're listening to the show live, it happens to be Election Day. And we haven't mentioned Election Day at all. Um, and that would be not evergreen because all of a sudden when you're listening to this, now uh, the show becomes dated. Technically, the new MacBook Pro is making us not evergreen. So evergreen would be mm -hmm. uh, everything that we talked about in the show without mentioning things that are time, date specific. Mm -hmm. And that's the challenge that this particular doctor has is that he likes to write about, you know, flu season, cold weather, uh, spring allergies. Uh, so we've come up with a way to compartmentalize those and then sanitize them. Mm -hmm. So he writes them, I sanitize them, and we put them in compartments where they would still turn up well because the compartment itself is labeled as such. So, for example, articles on seasonal allergies. But in the article itself, we completely strip uh, anything about hot weather, cold weather, January, Thanksgiving, those kind of things. Uh, oh, there you so, go. So I do think it's – yeah, uh, I think it's important to find things that work for you, not just shop your competition uh, and to be somewhat predictive in when you post what Mike posts Wheelie Wednesday every Wednesday. That, that's predictive <laughs> content. 
Yep. I know I can tease it on Tuesday because Mike's going to post it on Wednesday. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I do think, and and Mike mentioned something earlier that that I've used before, and that's if I'm talking to somebody with a brick and mortar shop, for example, I will say, describe your perfect customer that walks through that door. Mm-hmm. What behaviors do they have? I don't care what they look like. doesn't matter. Uh, I need right. to know what do they do when they walk in. Well, they can tell you. Well, they walk in and they get a shopping cart and they walk around and they fill it up with the most expensive items and they pay for it and leave. Mm-hmm. Great. What are your most expensive items? Where are they located? Now let's start writing about those things that have uh, a draw to those people. Now we're going to write about the thing, which is kind of like fishing. If you've ever fished with a, yeah. uh, you ever fished with a cane pole and a bobber, a float. Uh, little known fact: Mike Mueller never caught a fish. Ever. You need to get busy. You really need to get busy because it's exciting, <laughs> even if it's a little tiny fish. Uh, I grew up <laughs> with a cane pole and a and a and a float, a bobber uh-huh. we call it, and it didn't matter what was above the water. What mattered was what was in the water. So if I yeah. put the right bait for the right fish. I got it. So that's what we're talking about now is looking at your offerings and what you want to offer. And it kind of circles back to not offering the things that you don't want to offer. So if, you were, if you're a real estate agent and you want to sell to somebody that likes uh, paint colors and carpet colors and uh, location, whatever, that's, those are the things you need to be writing about. And those are the things that you need to center your content around. Otherwise, right. if you post that market anal- analysis Every week. He was with an important message. My husband, Ty, was a Navy SEAL, and he was killed during the attacks on Americans in Benghazi. Hillary Clinton failed to have our backs that day, and she would do the same if she becomes president. Donald Trump would never let this happen. He'll protect this thing up, Mike Mueller. The audio just went out on me again, and I got that little infomercial, and I'm hoping that's not recorded into our <laughs> our show. You probably have an iPhone, don't you? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, ah. I said, I said, let's go ahead and put a cherry on the top. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, I'll let you finish it up with your pièce uh, de, de résistance. Well, I'm going to say one of the important things we did not cover, but I really wanted to get to is once you've identified who you need to write for and what you're going to write about you need to also match that with something that you're passionate about. So if you're passionate about doing video, if you're passionate about you know, just writing text, there's people that just love to write text or images or whatever it is, that medium that you're producing, you've also got to make sure that uh, it's something that you're passionate about because if you don't, you're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't catch the wrong fish. And don't catch the if wrong dish. <laughs> exactly. I think that was a great topic. If you had something in there that you really enjoyed, let us know about it on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you happen to be. Uh, I know a lot of you are probably listening to this afterwards on iTunes or even on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, but it's been great to have you around. And we're going to be back next week with, uh, who knows, I don't know. I think it's time to say bye, Mike. All right. Bye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. 
Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com.